In episode 35, we discuss the week that was Dr. Fauci, hero or goat, the initials game, and our first dive into eschatology in the end times in Fix Your Eyes. Welcome to Six in the Mix. A band of brothers talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. Welcome to episode 35 of Six in the Mix. As a reminder, please drop comments and suggestions on our Facebook page, Six in the Mix Podcast, or on our Twitter page at Six in the Mix Pod. And you can find our videos on YouTube and Facebook. So we'll jump into uh, the week that was. So uh, here's a couple topics for us to, uh, to sink our teeth into a little bit. Uh, how many earthquakes hit California in the last week? Might be a precursor to our final fix your eyes uh, for the for the topic and fix your eyes. Uh, second, uh, when leading a PGA Tour event by six heading into the final round is a guaranteed loss. DeSantis kicks off Pride Month with a transgender bill. Trump and Pence again in 2024 or Julio Jones sips on some Tennessee whiskey. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> i didn't even hear about the i didn't even hear about the uh california uh earthquakes fill yeah, me in what yeah, happened in late, in late oh time. man there's guys there's been 600 earthquakes in california in the last week oh now a lot of them smaller but w- the biggest one was 5.3 on the richter scale so you talk about uh some end time stuff it's just just uh it's just a little too little too weird 600 though i was i would blow me i've never heard of that many in that short of time wow how many, yeah, yeah how many, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go on a limb and say that that there's there's quite a few every day in that neck of the woods, just because they, yeah. they sit on those major fault line. I I don't know that maybe 600, maybe a high number, and maybe that's why it made some news. But anyway, it's yeah. pretty crazy. I we always made we always made a joke when I lived in Arizona. We always made a joke of the fact that California was literally going to just fall off. And we'd have beachfront property pretty soon. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to actually happen or not. But hey, people buying in uh, Arizona may have you know some beachfront property soon. Who knows? There you go. So I just there went to go. the Google machine and it said that uh, California has about ten thousand earthquakes per year, but some of them are most of them are so small they don't aren't even felt. Yeah. So only several yeah. hundred are greater than three point zero. And only about 15 to 20 are greater than a magnitude of four. So, but still right. 600 though. I mean, was that 600 felt? I mean, who, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if all were felt, but Ryan, a math guy, what's the average per week if you have 10,000 in a year? 200. So it's like triple the amount oh, wow. in the yeah. past week. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's Have you guys seen that Animaniacs uh, video about the San Andreas Fault? It's kind of a catchy little tune if you if you're up for looking at it at YouTube sometime. So a little little geography lesson. I think so I've heard I've seen out. that. I Have you seen my, that? I think my kids and I've watched that yeah. once twice back in the day. Good, good stuff. It they, is they, funny. Yeah, they do. They also job. do states and capitals. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend it if you if you need a little uh, extra there. Yep, capitals one was big. No. Hey, when you teach upper elementary, junior high at various points in your life, you got to know, you got to know what to show the young folks to get, <laughs> get them locked in. That's like hip now with it. And wow, what a, what a teacher you were. And I'd are ban, probably. I banned Animaniacs. I, I banned them. 
ban those kids? Cancel them. Cancel culture. I That's detect a new topic. <laughs> all they wanted to watch. Really? That was the same year you fired me, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that very well. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys? What do you think about John Rom getting a positive COVID swab in his nose, and he? Uh, they tell him on the 18th green after the third round, he's up by six at the Memorial, one of the most prestigious tournaments in the PGA, and they don't let him finish. They don't what? let him finish. He, they don't let him go into the fourth round because he had he had enough of the COVID stuff. Yeah, he's dev- he was devastated. He couldn't believe it. It's un- it's unreal. They, they wouldn't let him play golf <laughs> like out in the open. Uh, they're just going to cancel. They're going to shut him down. I, so. I I just don't I don't get I don't know I mean it's got to be protocol right I mean there's got to be all these protocols and all these rules that that you know lay forward but yeah outside you know minding your own business and and yeah I mean the I guess the potential of you know having that spread or whatever but feeling no symptoms you know asymptomatic completely I, you're devastated I don't even think is the word Matt I, I mean you're talking. You're talking. What's the purse? What was the purse? What was the, oh, what was the purse? Won, I think that up. a couple millions. Million. I, think I know. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. He's out there. Yeah. And just, to, just to, yeah. Cause of COVID. Did they, did yeah. they say if he were vaccinated or did they mention that? Oh yeah. They definitely mentioned that. Yeah. They said if he was vaccinated, so he was in, he was in the close contact protocol. And if you're vaccinated, if you're around somebody that's good. positive, you don't right. even have to enter that. So yeah, he he was unvaccinated, though they wouldn't say that. But obviously, he wouldn't be in the protocol okay. if he was vaccinated. So he he was he made a choice to not be vaccinated, and um, and they he he yeah, absolutely, you know, it's an impact. Number two player in the world, six strokes up. You no, know, it doesn't guarantee but, a win. I mean, you're in the man, driver's you're in. seat. Let's be honest. I mean, come on. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. That's what I get for not reading. Right. I I I saw an article that talked about his statement for withdrawing. And I just quickly glanced at it. He he said, you know, I, I, I didn't know why. I didn't read that far into it. So it was a positive COVID swab yeah. that got him. Amazing. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nuts. That's nuts. But I think wow. I think we are we are almost over the pandemic, aren't we? I'm feeling I'm feeling good about my uh my prognostication. Oh yeah. The masking often. I, I even asked you a few weeks ago, Matt, I said, was that early 2021? And you're like, no, I didn't say a month, but it no. might be pretty early 2021 if this keeps up. Right. Yeah. I thought it was more fall, but yeah, it's, it's, I think a lot of things are going by the wayside though. Again, how you, how you measure yeah. this new CDC guidance guidance. Um, it'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting. So. But we'll never be able to fly again without a mask. Right. That's what I'm saying. So here's the deal. Yeah. If that if that happens, my prediction is is right on because I said it there will there will never be a day where masks go away. I think I'm in the driver's seat here. Don, you <laughs> oh, said that too. Dude. I did say that too. Yeah. Don said that too. Oh yeah. Right. Did you say that too? <laughs> we got two people <laughs> on the island, baby. That's oh right. I just don't know how we're gonna be able to measure this. I mean, people are gonna say, like, yeah, people fly to play and you're gonna require to be wearing a mask. What else is there? On a, on a bus aren't they still requiring it on yeah on, all uh, public in uh, public. public transportation and then when you consider the fact that international travel is still majorly shut down i mean they're they're not opening this stuff up very very fast at all in fact i have a friend who's got a wife 
in the Philippines with a daughter in the Philippines and he cannot go and he cannot go and see them. He's back in the States. He cannot go back and see them because of the restrictions. It, wow. it's, it's crazy. And if he is allowed, when he is allowed, he will fly to um, Cebu, I think. Um, and he will stay there quarantined for two weeks. And then he will travel by public transit or maybe another flight um, to another place where his wife and, and daughter are and family. And he will have to quarantine there in a hotel for two weeks before he can actually go. And he has to repeat that coming back to the States when the Philippine government says it's okay and the US government says it's okay. It is insane, crazy stuff. Wow. Anyway. Is he gonna have to get the vaccine? and? He's already, he, he's already got it, yeah. but um, that, that doesn't mean anything to the Filipino government. Um, they're 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 mm. just saying sorry, and so it might not even be the U.S. that's you know having these uh, situations. But I, again, you know, viruses are going to continue to to grow, and we'll get this in, in a diff, another topic. But you know, I, I just don't see that masking on on international travel or travel at all will will go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's only June six. Give it time, <laughs> just just like Novocaine, it'll work in time. <laughs> Nice analogy. Yeah. Anything else from the week that was, gentlemen? Julio Jones, you said he uh, left Atlanta, joined the Titans. I I did see that today. That's that's a. I mean, you talk about Julio Jones and AJ Brown for two wide receivers on the same team. Uh, one's been one of the greatest large physical wide receivers in the past decade, and one is maybe the up and coming large physical receiver. It's it's going to end the Derrick Henry, who's the largest specimen running back ever to uh, come out of the backfield with, you know, solid production all the time. And they're going to be quite a, quite a team. So uh, let's just do a calling your shot. Who, uh, who has a more productive year for the uh, Titans, uh, AJ oh. Brown or Julio Jones? Who, I, I guess I need to quantify this. Who's going to lead the team in yards? And we'll just go strictly yards, reception yards, AJ Brown or Julio Jones. Who's quarterback? Is it Mark Mariota still? Uh, no, Tannehill. Oh, Tannehill. 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 Right. You can put me down for Julio. I think he's a uh, deep threat material, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it'll be close. All right. I'll, I'll go Julio. Okay. Got you down, Matt. I'm going AJ Brown. He's, he's up and cover. He's got the fresh legs. Julio's too long in the tooth. Uh, <laughs> he's a head case too as well. So he'd probably get banned from something. Yeah, I'm I'm with Don. I'm going I'm going with the young gun. Going with AJ, huh? Yep. All right. Um, I am I'm also gonna go with AJ just because of the age factor and the chemistry factor with Tannehill. So we got three votes for AJ, one with Julio. So boy, that, that could be a fun offense. Yeah. That will be a great offense. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. But cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's turn it over to Jeremy for uh, for the main topic. All right, our topic today, main topic is Mr. Anthony Fauci, Doctor Anthony Fauci, that is, who has been and still is the lead spokesman for the U.S. and is watched and basically listened to and well read all around the world. His press conferences and the dissemination of information captivated Americans from the very start because of the wild west, of the unknown. Nobody knew what was going on. So over the past week, 
there's been some increasing pressure. And ironically, it's not from some of the conservative news outlets uh, that, that broke this email thing, but that's maybe for another issue. But nevertheless, there's pressure surrounding and mounting against this guy. And part of it comes with the emails and some of the things that we have uh, kind of uh, seen in the news that have bubbled up. And they're questioning about what he knew and when and all these different things. But um, the frustration over the multiplicity of guidances and measures that he has given to each of us and uh, communicated that through the television, through um, his press conferences and all these different things, um, both Trump, President Trump, former President Trump, and the current President Biden have used this guy and esteemed him in some ways uh, as this wonderful virologist, which I'm not doubting that that he has uh, he has some some unbelievable knowledge and 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 work and practice in this field. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the uh, the head of this. Um, but he basically guided the U.S. and the world uh, in some of the the nuances of viruses and, and what they do and what they can can be and what they're all about. But the question that we're going to throw out has nothing to do with his credentials. Um, although you would like to assume that credentials kind of mean that, you know, everything that is said is going to be of truth and it's going to take you somewhere where you can be and feel safe and not have this fear factor, what have you. So we're going to answer the question, is he, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a hero or is he a goat? And I'll admit, these are two extremes. And I, it, it, it really makes me uncomfortable to choose an extreme for anybody. And I'll, I'll explain that. Wait, wait a sec. Time, time out. You said there are two extremes. I thought hero and goat, greatest of all time, are very synonymous. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about that kind of goat. I'm talking about oh. the rear end of, uh, well, anyway. Yo, so, boy. Yeah, there's two extremes, okay? Yeah, anyway... <laughs> It's, and, and it's hard because you, you know, to put anybody into those categories. All right, we get it. So my mind races to really what's behind the scenes. You know, I mean, if we really knew the truth, if we really got all this information and I understand the, the greater population doesn't really need to know, maybe they don't really even care. But the reality is that there was manipulation of information and there was uh some disseminated information that contradicted other information, huge agencies that contradicted each other and everybody's throwing their hands up. And then you have Fauci on camera trying to make sense of it all. And unfortunately the animal was too big and he couldn't, he couldn't do it and keep it all in one line. And so we see that now that we have video, we have evidences of all these things. Hey, it's just the reality. So is he a hero or is he a goat? And some of the other questions that we might see raised is, you know, again, the origin of this thing, where it came from, why, or was it engineered? Is it a biological weapon? Are all these different things? And all those questions we're not going to answer. And if you want to start to dive into some of that, maybe your answer will get uh, into that. So let's open the can of worms. And I am going to go with Matt to start off with some fire. Tell us whether he is a hero or goat and go. Well, for once, I'll be succinct, so buckle up. <laughs> uh, how do I judge Anthony Fauci? I'm not even going to call him a doctor, uh, but let me count the ways. <laughs> Ryan, put your eyebrows down. First of all. <laughs> Those hit the ceiling. <laughs> first of all, he is the highest paid government employee. 
interesting. Uh, makes, makes more than presidents, senators. Uh, he, he, he is the highest paid government employee. 100% job security, no matter what administration. Um, he's been in his position for a very, very long time. I think 30, 35 years-ish. Uh, I don't have that exactly, but it's not just the Trump and the Biden administration. Right. He's, he's, he's transcended it. I guess in one sense, good for him, lasting power. But uh, doesn't, he's, got, he's got job security just despite his garbage statements and constant flip-flops. Uh, the emails just released shows he knew about the gain-of-function research and was extremely concerned when COVID turned into a pandemic, but not about protecting the American people. People, but I'm about protecting his own donkey. He is a classic swamp dwelling, bottom of the barrel living, protect himself at all costs politician that pretends to do what's best for the American people. If I had to choose between him and Governor Cuomo, I'll take the seasick crocodile. <laughs> uh, hold on. I think Ryan just fainted. Hold on. I've got an AED in my office. We'll just we'll just send that over there. I'm pretty sure we all know where uh, Matt stands on this. Um, we're maybe just to contrast this a little bit. I'm not sure, but I I want to hear what's ringing in Ryan's ears. Um, Ryan, take it away. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wow, that that was succinctly stated, Matt. You you were not <laughs> lukewarm at all. So thank you for that that uh, clear answer on, on how you. I'm a little surprised you you dropped his credential though of medical doctor, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all right, all good. Uh, yeah. So you know the answer to this question to me, as we as we've seen, we've observed, it, it would typically depend on what shall we say, political side of the fence you fall on, right? You've got those who might say we're right of center. They would say Fauci is a goat. Those left of center, he's been our hero. He's been our savior. He's guided us through this pandemic. Um, and, and you all know, I'm, I'm a very conservative person. I don't really like lining up with a party. I, I like conservatism. I, I like what that means. And Many of you have looked at me through this pandemic and said, you know, you, you, because you believe in masking, maybe you are more of a liberal. So I understand I've been kind of an odd duck for the last year and a half. Only a year and a half have I been an odd duck. I was totally normal the first 42 and a half years of my life. So let's <laughs> let's be clear on that. Um, but who knows if we will ever figure out the truth. Uh, really... I think with the emails that have come out lately, it's it's been disturbing. But still, I'm I'm trying to find what is the truth in all of this. If I go to right leaning media, I get one side. If I go to left leaning media, I get another side. Um, and, but I'm going to come down and I'm going to say I think he is has been a goat for the last year and a half. So that's that. If I were to be given those two titles, and I'm going to give you five reasons why. Number one, I see him. He does more media apparently from the from the eye um then he does research it seems that way I, I hope that's not the case but i see that guy on more cameras than uh you name it he's everywhere all over the media um so i i, I wish he would be a little bit more focused in his work uh number two i think his his organization the national institutes of health nih i think they should have been really working harder early on maybe partnering with with the cdc uh, to give us some of these answers that we've all been struggling with this past year. We've talked about it on this show a lot. 
how how effective are masks? I still don't know. I mean, I, I've I've been led to believe they help to some degree, but who knows? I, he, Matt says zero, zero degree. That's fine. Um, I, I've been bothered by the fact that they don't promote some of these simpler alternatives to treating the disease, like ivermectin, a vitamin D, um, maybe H. even hydroxychloroquine. Some might say if you give that early on, that might help to prevent. And it seems like there's more of a pharmaceutical push. Um, could they have looked at how the virus is spread more early on? I, I think so. I mean, I remember getting my groceries and wiping some of these things down for a while because I was told you've got to watch everything now. You've, you've, I mean, that was the messaging coming out. I'm like, this is kind of weird, but I'm on a mission here to keep this virus out of my house. Um, who is most at risk? What, what is the risk of asymptomatic spread? All these things, I think we could have had a better handle on early on, but for whatever reason, we just weren't doing the, the studies, the research. So number one, I, I, I saw him doing too much media. Number two, I think his organization could have been answering some of those questions I just laid out. Number three, he led President Trump to make one of the worst managerial decisions in American history by shutting down the country. Um, so my, my simple thing is, if masks, masks work, and I think they have some effectiveness, why did we have to shut everything down? Why, why did small businesses all across the country have to have to go through what they went through? Why did people lose their jobs? I mean, that, that, was, that was so heartbreaking on top of seeing all these lives that were being affected by COVID. Hmm. We, we ended up just destroying the country. Number four, um, his emails that just came out recently showed some of the monkey business, um, at least some of the knowledge he had of gain-of-function research. During President Obama's time, that type of research was banned. But somehow, he, through another agency or two, got it approved, and they were working on it again. And this came out, and he became aware of it early on, and I, there, all of these secret meetings started happening. So that, that is very suspicious. And to me, there's some monkey business going on there. And then number, number five, my fifth reason why I'm, I'm calling him a goat, and I'm going to say some positive things about him at the end, but I'll just get to my fifth reason. I think the vaccination messaging has been terrible. I mean, early on within the last couple of months since March, I, you probably heard that, oh yeah, even if you get vaccinated, you're going to have to wear a mask for a while. I mean, what's, what's the motivation to get vaccinated if you're going to have to live like you've lived for the last 12 months? I don't know. Uh, and so I think vaccinations are a key to us getting back to normal. And um, I, I got vaccinated and I have hardly worn my mask since then. And it feels great. So I'm thankful for that. But he's, he's got to get his messaging down. I mean, does he really want the, the country to do its part to get this thing over with? I think he does. But I think that was another reason why I'm going to put him in a goat column. So in summary, I am grateful for his, his work that he's done for our country for as Matt said, I don't know, 25, 35 years. He came to prominence during the, the AIDS, as AIDS became a problem in the uh, mid, late 80s, early 90s. I think that's where he, he gained his notoriety. So I'm thankful for his, his service. Um, but he was not a hero for this past year and a half. And um, I found his messaging oftentimes uh, dupli duplicitous and crushing for employees, employers, business owners, and even students who had to stay home from school. Uh, so we won't know the full ramifications of that. Um, so all I can say, another positive is I hope when I'm 80 years old, I'm as sharp as he is. He's still pretty sharp. Uh, so I want to give him credit for that. Uh, but, but in the end, um, I, I, I can almost see where he comes from with how he's guided us, guided us the, the past year or so because he's a health official 
and they're going to do whatever they can to keep people healthy. The problem is I think Trump, when getting advice from Fauci, should have also been talking to economic advisors. All right. Uh, but in the end, I think he gave too much control to Dr. Fauci. And then we've, we've paid the consequences for that. So for me, last year and a half, he's a goat and I will call him Dr. Fauci still, uh, but he does not get the hero title for me. Okay. Well, well read. Uh, let's go to Don. Well, uh, Fauci is certainly no hero in my book. And I think he has uh, been, will go down in history as a detriment to uh, what America um, once was. I mean, it's, um, he's a bureaucrat, 100%. He's not a, he's not a doctor. He's a bureaucrat. He's a lifelong bureaucrat. He knows how to play the game. And he has real, literally, I, I, we, no one's ever heard of this guy until now, right? I mean, I have never really heard of the guy until now. And all of a sudden he comes on screen with his, 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 uh, you know, innocent looking grins and, and things like that. And his, and he's, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's, he's, he's corrupted um, more than we'll ever know. And I think that um, these emails are just a tip of the iceberg. Who knows that if we'll ever even find out all that has happened and what he's been doing and what he's been saying. Um, I just think, I just think that uh, he's, he's done, he's, he's, he's been a sore, a sore, uh, a sore in the back of the, of the American public. And I just, I just can't stand the guy. I have lost all respect for him. And, you know, I think, uh, especially with the way he flip-flops, I mean, that's, that's a, if that's not a bureaucrat, I don't know what is. And he just, I mean, for me, whatever happened in early March when he was coming out and saying, you know, whatever, when he switched his tune within a week and we were all locked down and everything was, 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 you know, shut down. There was a week in time there that something happened. And that's where I'm trying to look into the most, as far as when I do my research on, on, on what's going on and what happened, because there's that week in time where where all of a sudden something switched. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't even want to guesstimate what happened, but I don't know. Something is just not right, and something happened there that caused them to switch gears and turn everything, shut everything down. Um, I found it interesting that his um, his book has uh, kind of been taken off the shelves. Well, funny, but I'm sure he's still getting paid because that's oh. apparently the new liberal way to. Uh, get somebody paid by creating a, a book deal, right? creating a book deal and funneling all that money through, through the book deal. Um, they did it with, uh, with uh, president Biden's son. Um, they, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's sick. It's gross. And um, I just think uh, we're at the tip of the iceberg of, of the, of what's going to be coming out. Um, I also want to publicly thank uh, Ryan for taking part in the uh, largest clinical drug trial in the history of the world. <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> oh, salute to you. Well, Don, I yeah, I, I I'm also going to put him in the in the goat category, and I just like my monologue, I, I, I said that it was, a, it, he was watched worldwide. He, he, it wasn't just the United States, although we were, you know, we were leading some of that. And I know there were other, you know, nations of the world that had their leading guys and, and gals, you know, working on this or whatever the case may be, but, but the world watches the United States and they watch what we do 
And unfortunately, that is continuing to have major ramifications all over the world. And it's, it's in communities and in families that these people are supposedly trying to help the most, but it hurts the most. And I, I just, I am so frustrated that we can be manipulated and abused in, in these kinds of ways so quickly. And uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a fan at all. Um, I understand um, how difficult it is to lead, but I think there's a difference. There's a difference between leading honestly with truth and leading with a whole bunch of, of things that are hidden. And you know, like Don, you mentioned that there is such a trail there and so many things there that are um, predicated on. If I make this move and I make this move and I make this move and uh, I, I just don't think that the best interest of everyone really was at the forefront. And so for that reason, I'm also calling him uh, a goat. So hey, can, I, can I ask Don a quick question? So Don, um, two things. Number one, I think if I followed what you said correctly, that first week of March, you suspect maybe there were some political calculations that were made, shared with him, and then that altered his guidance. So I, I think that's what you might be hinting at. You don't have to comment on that. But my, my question, I guess, is this. You said there might there's more to come. You, you said this is just the beginning. What, what, what are you anticipating might come out? Are, are you thinking maybe some of what he decided on based upon political knowledge is going to come out? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I have no, um, I just, it's just a theory. I'm just not, I'm not claiming I know some, some, something is still coming out. I don't have any knowledge of that or, uh, but I just can't, uh, I, I just, based on what I've seen out of Fauci, based on what um, he's communicated, how he's communicated it, uh, I just think that there's just, there's just too much fodder there to, to not, you know, to be, to be hidden. I mean, this stuff is, eventually has to come out. And um, where there are too many people involved, that means that information is going to come out regardless. I mean, so I think, you know, I don't have any, you know, inside scoop or belief that there's like more a stack of evidence just sitting at, at some on somebody's desk waiting to be waiting to be published or leaked. So yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how this kind of unfolds. But but it seems like in, in our in our world today, that's what happens. The event takes place and then we get this kind of trickle of you know leads of evidence and different things. But after a while, it just kind of disappears. It's just gone. And, and we don't see anything really come to fruition. And I think the American people and me personally, I'm ticked about that. I, I'm, I'm frustrated about that. And it drives me nuts because that just leads me to not trust anybody, really. I, I don't want to trust anybody. I don't, I don't want to trust a doctor telling me I've, you know, I've got some ailment or I've got to have this treatment or anything. I, it's not just because of Fauci. It's because of the dynamic that is in our world today. And uh, it, it's a sad truth. It, it really is a sad truth. Jeremy, um, Jeremy, though, the, wait, wait a sec. It, for the next uh, roughly just a little less than four years, you're going to have the most transparent administration. All this thing is going to, everything's going to come to light. It's going to be beautiful. Just, just give it time. Trust the process. That's true. I did hear that several times, and uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Maybe maybe in a uh, an address c coming soon. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm sure a, to, uh, a deep investigation is going to happen. I'm, let, I'm, I'm just sure right. of it. Let me ask you guys Dur- this. Durham's on it. <laughs> let me ask you guys this question. Has, has what has come out recently because with Fauci, has this uh, caused you to rethink the validity of locking everything down, the mask, the mask vaccine? Has that caused you at all to, to question any of that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was I was really surprised, I guess, by some of the reactions. And I think, Ryan, you alluded to it more specifically, but um, just the, the the questions on the gain of function research and the secret meetings like you, we got to talk, you know, keep your cell phone on like this. It wasn't a how do we protect the American people? It's like, man, they're going to link this back to gain of function research, which we gave money to do. And we linked up with this and it's it's just absolutely not right. And so I think the Congress uh the congressmen and women that have been grilling Fauci on that gain of function. I think what Rand Paul was probably the most, uh, oh. the most prominent one, boy, just going like really trying to drill into it, like say what's true. And it's, and again, it's all subterfuge and, and, and he can lie under oath and nothing's going to happen. Um, but I think that to me, that was the most interesting. Like if you don't have anything to hide, like why isn't your first priority the American people? I think that's why, you know, I, I kind of wrote up my opinions in that way because it was just like, you're, you're supposed to be, a public servant with the, you know, the government people are paying for, you know, people are paying for your salary. You are in charge of health for the nation. This is your time. Like all your training and everything culminated in this. And you couldn't care less about the American people. You cared only about protecting yourself. And then all of a sudden you got people in your ear. Oh, we can use this and we can do that. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I got you. And he just played, he played the part. Well, and, and it shows you the funneling of what power does, I think, hmm. because po- power just does more to you than I, I think you're even able to comprehend or even know. And by the time it's, it's completely controlling you, you, you can't put the brakes on. You can't put a stop to any of the momentum that is continuing to build because you enabled it in, in many ways. And so maybe Fauci's in that, you know, that momentum you know, plunder right now. Uh, and maybe it's to, yet to come, but I think it, again, I, I want to go back to the statement I made leadership under truth and honesty is just not part of, of our government today. And I'm not, I'm not lumping all of them in, but I'm just saying it's tainted with so many things and it would be so refreshing to have somebody who has just got an honest, biblical, true view of what leadership looks like to come in and just speak truth to everybody in the United States so that we can get back to home, home, home base and to square one. It'd be great. Yeah, and I, I think the problem is with the, the current polarization going on that we're so tribalized. Did you catch that the White House press secretary said that Biden is not gonna fire Fauci? I mean, essentially he could have gotten away with whatever, but he's got job security and there, there's, there's no plans. I mean, that's scary. Like Matt said, these are public servants. They are our employees. And why would we put up with any employee that doesn't do the job correctly and straight shooting at the right. job and not, oh, let's do this and this. And by the way, Dr. Fauci, he, what does he like to say anytime he gets questioned about a flip-flop? Well, the science changes. As we learn more, the science can change. And so it's, it's just interesting. He always finds that as the out. But the fact that he's got job security at this point just just scares me. No, none of us should have job security if we fail to do our job. Well, and I th- to think it another step further with the power aspect, I think before the power comes the the money. And I think the money that he um, is 
is is making himself available to is astronomical and i well, think sure as much money as the more money you gain the more power you gain and i think right. that that it's 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 just uh i think it goes down to the bottom line as as far as how much money he's making off of this how much money does he because because really what is his motive what is his motive what is you know what is what does he have to gain with this right well and i think it's the bottom line it always goes back to that it always goes back to the bottom line is if we're whether whether you're a, a president-elect or you're uh, a congressman you know uh you know I, I think i think there's always something in the in the background there with the, with well, the bottom go, line. go back to the citizen a citizen wants to know the bottom line i mean right. it, we're all about that Yep. Hmm. Anyway, great discussion. I know there's uh, there's more to come on that, I'm sure. But uh, for the segment that it is, uh, Dr. Fauci receives a goat as the reward tonight. All righty. We're going to transition into the initials game. All right, boys. Here we go. I don't know. We got we got we've got three here, and I believe Ryan is is the far and away uh, the 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 leader in the clubhouse uh, or the favorite in the clubhouse at this point uh, for this episode. Uh, but we will see what uh, what uh, Mr. Uh, Matt and Mr. Jeremy have up their sleeves. Now, granted, it is hot as. Uh, well, it's just hot. Let's just say that outside. Molasses. Hot as molasses. <laughs> I, was, I'm just, I was like in a snowmobile suit last week, and now I got to go outside in my birthday suit just to stay yeah. cool, man. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> All right. So our initials for tonight are D, D. Whoa. So we, we got double Ds. Double D. D, D. D wow. All right, six questions. Clue, item number one. Clue number one. Originated in the United States. Clue number two. It does not include glass. Clue number three, connected to Pinky Tuscadero from Happy Days. Clue number four, connected to the video game Twisted Metal. Clue number five, includes intentional accidents matt go ahead matt demolition derby that is correct Ooh, nice. good job, good job. Nice. nice sweet oofta brian were you tracking with that at all no i that wasn't I, that never came to my mind yeah, what, once you said intentional accidents, that's what. I, but I wasn't tracking. It's not like I was thinking that. It just, 
when you said intentional accents, I'm like, man, what? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Pinky Tus Pinky Tuscadero from Happy Days. No, I you guys never watch Happy Days. Oh man, I, no. love, I love me some Happy Days. I was not allowed to watch Happy Days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That sounds like something I'll not be allowed. That to watch. was. <laughs> yeah, that the spinoff of that was Joni Love Chachi. Oh man, that was a big. That was a big. Uh, that was a big scandal in our house. <laughs> involving my uh my, my older sister <laughs> she was <laughs> yeah she recorded the, the song on her cassette deck off of somebody's uh, home and somewhere else in some outside home and oh. parents found it oh man it was it was drama it was it was fantastic oh. it was fantastic oh, wow. <laughs> i'm sure she appreciates me sharing i'm sure all right so yeah i i Hold on, we got to take one more step into that. So, what is the punishment of said uh, excursion of, of that? What 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 were we talking there? Oh yeah, was we were grounding. It, it was, was grounding. It, yeah, you have to yeah. De destroy the tape. Yeah, okay. destroy the right. tape. Confiscated, grounded. Yeah, I mean, I would have tried to make Locked some down. money off of it if I'd known, seen it coming down the road earlier, <laughs> and paid it to my advantage. But uh, I, it caught us all by surprise, so I couldn't fend that. I couldn't take that one down. <laughs> Good. Oh, it was great. All right. Matt on the board with one. Item number two, clue number one. Has a legendary temper. Clue number two. Connected to the University of Oregon. Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy. I uh, maybe I was premature, but I don't know. Donald Duck. Oh, that is correct. Good oh. job, Jer. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well done. That's right. Well, sometimes, so, sometimes I turn a double play, yeah. even if I well. uh, steal <laughs> the wrong. <laughs> hey, my double plays are unique. Okay. Have you turned one before? Uh, no, never. <laughs> I tried and failed. And then I watched, <laughs> watched you and Ethan and your shoulders slump on the ball field like, what just happened? And um, yeah, that was, that was rough. <laughs> but you tried. We appreciate the effort. I tried. <laughs> I tried. All right. I think I'm going to get shut out tonight. This is uh, not boating well. Yeah, we got Matt with one and Jeremy with one. Item number three, clue number one. First seen in Quincy, Massachusetts. Brian. Well, go ahead there, you're uh, fine, sir. Wow, didn't waste any time. No kidding. Dunkin' Donuts. That is correct. <laughs> Of course, what do you know that he's got the, he's got the history of Dunkin' Donuts uh, pulled up on a screen quick, right now. What are we talking? Yeah, about? I know. Quick trip, he <laughs> loves Dunkin' Donuts. Like you know the histories of all these people, like when they started, what yeah. city they started in. Well, I, how I, do you know that? Well, I I can't share everything, but let's just say um, I, I've had to do some research papers in my day. So donuts for, for Dunkin' for, Donuts? What <laughs> is this for finance? <laughs> Tell me what's for finance. Lack of finance. <laughs> How to lose finance. <laughs> oh. 
All right, good. Well, hey, this is even Steven so far. It's a tight. barn burner. All right, clue number, or I'm sorry, item number four, clue number one, is a 1946 Disney theatrical short featuring Goofy. Clue number two, it's illegal. Clue number three is an arcade game that debuted in 1986. Brian. Go ahead, sir. Double dribble. Double dribble, yes. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) When double dribble came out for NES, that nearly, Uh. oh, my word, that was just... I couldn't yeah. believe I was playing a, <laughs> a game on my TV and not having to spend a quarter. I was just absolutely. <laughs> you just you were just in it for the halftime show. Just admit it. <laughs> it was a great game. In fact, on my my Nintendo Wii, my my video game system, that is the only Nintendo game I've I've ever brought over is Double Dribble. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, such a wow. classic. Not you've not brought over RBI. Oh, if I ever figure out how to, I will. Yeah, I can hook you up, brother. That's right. I still need to work off of our last conversation. Just, with, uh... just email it to him, Don. You <laughs> <laughs> like a link you can click on. He's a straight tech savvy guy. He's got it. <laughs> For 142 Dogecoin, you too can play RBI baseball. <laughs> All right. So we got Ryan with two, Jeremy with one, Matt with one. Clue, or I'm sorry, item number five, clue number one. Connected to Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker. Clue number two. Connected to a controversy following a GQ interview. Clue number three, appeared between 2012 and 2017. Clue number four, prominently featured beards. Jeremy. Good, Good, Jeremy. Duck Duck Dynasty. That is correct. Mm. Duck Dynasty. Nice. Well, good work. I almost pulled the trigger on the first one, but I. I uh... Well, we don't. Anything, first... anything with wagon ducks. Wheel? Anything with ducks. Yeah, Jeremy's, is in. Jeremy's going to win if, if, if the yeah, rest of these are all like, ducks. Wow, nice job. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the wagon wheel song from Darius Rucker. All right. So, Jeremy with two, Ryan with two, Matt with one. Clue, I'm sorry, item, I always do that. Item number six, clue number one. Appeared in children's books created by Hugh Lofting. Clue number two. Was a 1967 musical starring Rex Harrison. 
clue number three released june 26 1998 clue number four included the voices of albert brooks ellen degeneres chris rock and more Oh my goodness. Clue number five. Prominently featured animals. Clue number six. John, a surgeon living in San Francisco, was played by Eddie Murphy. Matt. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Dr. Doolittle? That is correct. Yes. Ah. Wow. All right, gentlemen. We are all tied up. Two, two, two. Oh, man. Going into item number seven. Clue number one. Connected to planet Earth. Clue number two, debuted in 1981. Clue number three, connected to one of the largest cities in South America. Clue number four, Sung a song called Hungry Like a Wolf. <laughs> Clue number four. Connected to a woman who dances on the sand. Clue number six. Sold over 100, billion, 100 million albums and is led by singer Simon Laban. Five, four, three, two, one. Boy, boy you no eight, clue. No 80s fans here, apparently. I should have. I kick myself. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, hungry like a wolf. Nobody knows who sang that one. Yeah, I, I, I know. I faintly know the song. I can't as every probably on the podcast is screaming at you guys. That would be Duran Duran. Uh, of course, I can't. You know what I was thinking was Mister Mister. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> oh. Oh right. man, it comes down to this. Comes down to this. The next, oh, the next baby. answer given will be the winner potentially. Here we go. Item number eight, clue number one is black. Clue number two has been shot multiple times. Matt. Go ahead, Matt. 
Dr. Dre. Sorry, that is incorrect. Uh, I think he's still alive. You can get shot without dying, Ryan. Sorry to break it to you. Multiple Multiple times. times. Yeah, you can you can get shot multiple times. You just missed the vitals. Tens of thousands of people have been shot multiple times and lived to tell about it. Don't call him doctor for nothing, man. (laughs) That's it, man. He's in the hip hop game. There's shots fired, you know? It it just happens. I had to I had to take my shot, man. This is my my opportunity right. to try to make up some you're, you're ground. You're not gonna, yeah. I I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll gamble. Ryan. Oh boy, here we go. Ryan. David Dorn. No, that is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Jeremy. Default. The path. De- default <laughs> wins. Default. If I don't answer, I win. No, you go everybody's tied. You gotta go get to it, buddy. Breaker. All right, so I got, I got. There's no way I'm coming up with this. I got, hey, 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 hey. No, no, that's that. Yeah, positive, Jeremy. You got this. I'm thinking. Read slowly, Don. <laughs> you got this. So classic. <laughs> so There's classic. No you got this, this, buddy. Happened. Come on, man. All right, clue number three. <laughs> Connected to Michael Jordan in 1996. Clue number four, debuted in 1937. Clue number five, has a lateral lisp. Come on, Jeremy. Number six. (laughs) Despicable is often connected to the iconic animated character. Daffy Duck. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. He did it. Yes. He's on on the board. I told you. You got it. Everything with ducks. What the heck is up with that? (laughs) You swept the duck category, just crushed it. That is three, two, two. Unbelievable to me. Let's, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate some Poco pizza. Let's, let's do it. Seriously, we need a stat. We need a click. Yeah. Oh, there were a man. lot of ducks. Was, was, that, pretty, was yeah, that three? No hitting. Three ducks. Three out of the eight? Yeah, Dynasty. Unreal. Wow. Good oh, work, bud. That was funny. Really I was I was work. waiting on Dom Deloise. Where was he? <laughs> I almost I almost pulled the trigger before you even gave the first clue and said Donald Driver. <laughs> Donald Driver. <laughs> it's, it's so funny what we got loaded up in the gun before we even get a clue. You know, like, I know. Trying I'm, to think of I'm all like the... scribing down all these <laughs> you know initials, and I'm like, oh, no, that's great. Oh, all righty. Good stuff. Yeah. Congrats, Jeremy. That's great. All right. We're going to move into uh, fix your eyes. We, uh, last episode, we wrapped up, uh, alcohol and the believer. 
uh, three three uh, episodes on that. Now we're going to turn actually to eschatology and, and the end times. I think a lot of discussion uh, with all the the recent uh, events in the world and politics uh, just uh, just around. Um, that's probably been talked about a little bit. So we're going to spend a couple episodes, I think about three episodes, talking about eschatology in the end times. And the question that we're going to uh, entertain tonight is, or I'm going to ask, uh, ask, ask each one of us, are we in the end times? Meaning, will Jesus return in our lifetime? Do you anticipate he's going to return um, before you pass away? Um, is really the question. And then why or why not? Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll go Don ryan jeremy and then myself uh for this so again we'll start with don are we in the end times is jesus going to return in your lifetime why or why not man this is so tough uh you know this you know the question so loaded um and i think that you know with everything that's happening today um i think this is obviously a relevant question um obviously the bible tells us we will never know the time or the hour of, of, of Christ's return. And I think we got to be careful when we start predicting and, you know, you see all those, these YouTube videos and, and people going out there, 99 reasons why, what was the one that we were, when we were growing 99 reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1999 or Eight, something. Like 88, 88, 88 was it 88, 88, 88, yeah. 88, 88. Yep. And then that, that, that switched to what? 2001 or something like that. Didn't that same guy go to 2001? So, I mean, it's just, it just, you can go down the rabbit hole and um, I was just watching a video earlier this week and the guy was di dissecting numbers and multiplication tables and it was just getting out of control. I was like, come on, buddy, this is just crazy. <laughs> but um, when I look at Matthew 24, though, I think that's a, a, obviously a, a, a passage of scripture in which, um, in which Matthew uh, recounts uh, his conversation, the conversation that the disciples had with Jesus when they asked him the same question. And they talked about, you know, um, you know, what, what are going to be the signs of you coming in the end of the age? Because previously uh, they had been walking by a, by a, uh, a building or something like that. And they said, he said that, you know, this, this building is not going to be here uh, and it's all coming down. You know, things are, things are going to be different basically is what he was going to say. Um, I mean, and so I think there are, you know, there's so many things in that chapter that list out things that are, you could argue are occurring today. Um, you know, and I, I, I kind of detail them out here. First one is spiritual deception. Uh, Matthew 24, four talks about it where, you know, technology and social media uh, are just like the driving force between misinformation and lies and, and things like that. And, um, and so I think that, you know, I think that Matthew 24, four talks about just that prevalence of, of deception in the end times. Um, there's also a political turmoil happening in Matthew 24, six, Jesus talks about the wars, rumors of wars and nations rising up against each other. Um, another one is, is uh, natural disasters. We were talking about that at the, at the, at the beginning of the podcast um, in verse seven, he talks about famines and earthquakes, referring to them as birth pains in the world and just how, you know, how crazy is it right now that, you know, we're seeing just this increase in that activity. Um, number four, religious persecution. Um, you know, Christians uh, around the world will suffer because of their belief in Jesus Christ. And that no doubt is happening today. <clears throat> um, number five, moral decay. People are becoming more angry, less compassionate, more divided than ever. 
Um, and number six, global communication. We saw a spread through this pandemic. And this one was really, really caught me off guard when I read it. Because we saw that, we said this in Matthew 24, 14, John talks about the spread of the gospel to all nations as a signal for the end times. Just think about that. What has happened during the pandemic and how much further we all thought church is not meeting. Nobody's, nobody's going to church anymore. Well, everybody's going to YouTube, watching church online. Next thing you know, we've got, it's, it's unbelievable to me. I, mean, I think we've mentioned that earlier in podcast private four, where how, just how the gospel has flourished during this pandemic. And it's unbelievable to me, to me just to see that that going on in our world today. And that kind of really, man, Matthew 24, 14 really made me like wake up and say, oh my goodness, this is really happening. I mean, this is, it, that was the one that really kind of, now are we in the end times? I, I, I don't know if I can say yes or no. Um, and do I think Jesus is going to be coming back in my lifetime? I don't think he is, but I don't, I just think that these things are going to become worse and worse. I don't think we I think these things will become much more worse. You know, I think that's the, that's the question. Well, how bad does it have to get before, you know, this happens? So I, I still just don't think we're there yet. I think it's still going to get worse. So, Cool. Thanks. Ryan. Yeah. So I think we are in the end times and um, I'm going to reference a couple of other passages in scripture. I, I know the early believers that, um, were addressed by some of the epistles that Paul wrote. They also thought they were in the last days. Uh, so not too surprising that we can confirm that as well. But as I look at um, one, one apostle, Peter, he writes in 2 Peter 3, 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Um, I look around the world right now and I see a lot of scoffers. I see a lot of people following their own, their own desires. Hmm. And another apostle, Paul, talks a little bit about what, what, the world will look like in the last days um, in second timothy three he says but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable <laughs> have you seen any of that this last year uh, slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. And then we're told to avoid such people. So um, I like what Don said about the, uh, uh, the gospel being spread around the world. Um, and we've seen, we've seen technology take it to another level this past year. I, I think three other trends that make me answer in the affirmative here is Number one, and I think I've alluded to this in a previous podcast, but we see in the scripture there's going to be a delusion. God will send a delusion that uh, people will um, really be swayed toward the Antichrist uh, in the last days. And I, I've always thought, oh, how, how can you really deceive that many people? I mean, people, all they have to do is look for truth and find it. <laughs> <laughs> and after a year of a pandemic, boy, has my thinking shifted on that. Um, I can now see how that would be easily done. Uh, we have willing partners with social media giants uh, to spread whatever message they want to spread. So I don't see that as a problem. Uh, number two is world currency. Uh, we joke around about Dogecoin. I, I do think as we think about a one world government, um, we probably are also trending toward uh, a unified currency uh, used around the world. 
I don't know what that means for the U.S. dollar, which has been the standard uh, for so many years. Uh, so that, that's a second trend. And then a third trend that um, I, I was thinking about, uh, remember back in Genesis, the Tower of Babel? So the Tower of Babel was this fantastic work of humankind, and they just built this huge ziggurat that went way up into the sky. And uh, mankind could say, look at us, we are, we are invincible, we are like God. And I was thinking, I wonder if that sort of thinking, that humanistic thinking is now going to shift with the vaccine, right? You've got this terrible threat, and now mankind could say, look at us, we, we can knock out a deadly virus. Um, and so I, I just had that parallel come to my mind as I was preparing for this. And then to answer Matt's second question, um, do I think the Lord will return in my lifetime? I do. Um, but I think they, they expected this back in the early church too. So uh, I don't want to make a prediction. And having said that, I'm going to make a bit of a prediction. Um, and again, I'm not going to write any books or anything, but since you all know, I enjoy numbers and looking at uh, things in history, I, I'm going to throw something out there. And this wasn't based upon the 88 reasons book or anything like that. <laughs> uh, much to Don chagrin, I'm sure. So follow with me here. So I think I was trying to look into this last night. I think Christ died in AD 30. Okay. AD 30. So, some scholars, they're torn between AD 30 and AD 33. But I've always heard that Christ, according to the calendar, was born closer to 4 BC. Okay. So let's just say it's 30 AD. If I'm premillennial, which I, I am, I do believe there's a rapture. And I believe God is going to give mankind 6,000 years roughly on this earth. And I think the last gap will be a 2,000 year gap from the time he died and rose again until when he returns. That means in the year 2030, I think will be his second coming. I think the rapture could come in 2023, which is a seven year gap um, before that 2030. If my math checks out and he really did die in 8030, and God is also a fan of thousand-year stages. So those things have to be in place. Again, just like masking, just like um, so much I'm not sure of in life, it's just kind of neat to think about. Um, but I, I like the I like the parallel. I like the one day with with the Lord is as a thousand years when he created the heaven and the earth, he worked for six days. Um, rest on the seventh, I think he'll give roughly 6,000 years of life to humanity, and then there'll be a thousand year reign. Um, so I, I like the idea of a 2023 rapture and a 2030 second coming if my math checks out. So I'll leave it at that. Wow. So I was looking forward to some that's good more, answers. I did not know we were going to get a like a date and time. Like call your <laughs> shot, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Jeremy, uh, won, Jeremy won, you know, the initials game. Ryan's given out, you know, exact date and time of prophecy. Something's in the water. It's, yeah, earthquakes. It's happening tonight. It's happening tonight. Earthquakes. No, I'm, Nobody's I'm going to expect it. I'm very, I, I agree. The Lord said, no man knows the date or the time. I'm not giving a date or time. I'm just looking for patterns in history and, and certain texts in the Bible and just things lining up. What, what would I guess? What would I project? But yeah, I would not put any money on that. I'm not making a definitive call because we, we know that that would be false then. And I don't want to add or take away from scripture, but it's kind of neat to think about, right? 
So it's funny, right? Because that guy that I was I was listening to giving me all the numbers, he thought Jesus Christ died on eighty twenty eight. So if it's eighty twenty eight, then that would put your prediction at this year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, Buckle if, up. If, 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 the ra- if the rapture happens and eighty twenty eight is when Christ died, and and he's certainly into the two thousand years given humanity mm-hmm. after Christ was on the earth, then yeah, you're right, Don. It could be this year. And remember that guy in nineteen eighty eight. I can even remember the days. It was September. It was like September twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. I'm outside going all right. All right, all right. <laughs> very memorable uh, wow. i remember i remember going to bible class and uh it was in junior high when that came out when that had the booklet and everything and and uh boy who's my bible teacher it was i can't remember his name but i remember him going standing up there and he was railing against it of course but but uh yeah it was funny because everybody was like whoa this is like they got a pamphlet on this what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think they did. They mail it across the country. I feel like, I, yeah, yeah. Everybody had it. It's like, you're right. Every everybody had it. And again, if 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 Christ died in um, eighty thirty three, that would put things off a few more years. So we'd be looking five years at a rapture. But again, I I could be, I could be totally a thousand years off. So yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, pamphlets back in '88, but you go on YouTube and you can find any number of people. Certainly during like the election and stuff, you had people predicting, okay, this is when Trump will get, you know, like the election will get flipped or anything like that. But it also linked. I, I found it interesting. Several of them, and I didn't watch a whole lot, but they also were talking about Christ's return at the same time. It, it, it was just, it's just wild. You know, there's no shortage of speculation for sure. So, thank you for yours, Ryan. We appreciate your speculation on this. Good, Jeremy. Well, I'm, I'm just going to add a couple things. And to piggyback on Ryan, let me just say this. We ought not quit our jobs and, and just, you know, just party it up here for the last couple of years, um, because there was an admonition in the New Testament about that, too, because people, believers were doing that. They, they were just literally God's coming. And so they just shut her down and they, they sold all their possessions and then it didn't happen. <laughs> so there's some admonition and there's some wisdom in uh, what we find too in scripture where it says we are here to remain, to occupy and to do God's work until he does return. And I'm going to say and suggest, yes, we are in end times, um, whether or not it's, it's as brief as what Ryan is suggesting. I'm not so certain. Um, I'm of the opinion that it's going to get a little bit worse, uh, a lot worse um, for our world and I don't believe that we have seen an antichrist. I don't believe that 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 is um, that that is uh, even introduced yet. Uh, although I do think that there are things that are are preparing uh, for that, particularly the common ground of the that nations are finding with each other. And I understand that there's there's wars, rumors of wars, and all of those things. But at the same time, with those wars, rumors, and wars. We have this convergence and confluence with things that are happening underground that nobody sees. And it bubbles up every once in a while, sometimes financially, sometimes in, um, in our allegiances with what is happening with different regions of the world and those types of things. But there are some allegiances and some ties that are happening that are mind blowing. I mean, just like we are doing what with who? And, and it is absolutely shocking. So, to, to suggest that we are, you know, years or days away, we could be, but 
in my in my opinion, I think that there's some time that still needs to go uh, and, and be. Um, we we just need to experience a little more time. Here's here's another reason. Uh, I also find in Jude, whether you look in the uh, pastoral epistles and other things, Second Timothy, um, false teaching becomes this huge epicenter um, that is that is uh, rampant all over the place. And my mind, Ryan, uh, along with you, you gave that long list, that laundry list. Of course, we all kind of you know maybe even had to memorize that. But my mind went also to Romans, Paul's uh, diatribe in Romans chapter one, where he, he lists some, some of those similar things. And, uh, and in, in some of the epistles, the pastoral epistles, we, we see the huge rise of false teachers. And I do believe that that is going to get a whole lot worse, um, a whole lot worse. And I think that there are going to be people that are believed to be Christians. They think they're believers that are just going to be absolutely... Um, absolutely led astray um, with those types of things. So my, my thought process is we're living in end time, end time categories. I do think that it's going to take a little while longer. And I do think that it is our job to occupy, to continue to work hard, um, to, to love God with all of our heart, all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. That said, knowing that any, any day, any, any possible hour, he could return. I also believe in the rapture. I know we're going to get into some of that uh, later on and the difference between a pre, uh, you know, premillennialist and non-millennialist and some of those things. Um, and, and that'll be fun discussion. Um, end times, God coming back tomorrow. My personal heart belief is, is no, I don't think I'm blinded, but I just think that there's some more things that need to happen before, uh, before that, that takes place. And if it does, if it does happen tomorrow, let me tell you, I'm going to celebrate. I am going to be so thankful because I, I much, the older I get, the more every day I, I do pray for that. It's weird that my prayer has been recently that God would come, Lord come. And it's not because I am scared of what's to come. I just know that my own personal life, that that is so much sweeter of a, a, a position to be in than to deal with the stuff of this earth and this life. And um, I'd rather him come. And maybe that's a selfish thing, but I'm still praying that. No, some, some great thoughts there, guys. I, uh, I think, you know, are we in the end times, you know, just alluding back to what some of you guys had said, you know, it, it's so interesting that you kind of drawn a jump into the disciples shoes for a second and just think, is, is he going to, he's ascending like, He's making a place for us. He said that he's God. He created the world. This, this uh, maybe a week or two, you know, like this is, I know he's got to build a church, but you know, or we got to build the church, but you know, that's, a, yeah, I think they honestly felt like, Hey guys, anytime. And, and the writing was that too. And, and obviously God used it, but I don't think they were necessarily wrong in their thinking. I think they were just expecting I mean, you look at, at John and revelation, you know, at the end, you know, Lord Jesus, even so, come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. Just, I think that's the cry of of every true Christian's heart is is, is please come quickly. Um, I think as far as are we in the end times, uh, yeah, I, I would say, I would have said probably before the pandemic, no. Um, but I think the pandemic for me kind of opened my eyes to something that when you think about the rise of the Antichrist, 
I don't think pandemics are over. I think what, you know, we talk about the gain of function stuff, that stuff's all legitimate. This bio warfare, chemical warfare, you know, virology and all that stuff. Like there is stuff going to be weaponized and used to try to, to try to take stuff down. And I think a, a very well, a much stronger, more, you know, more, more devastating pandemic could be what is used to have the Antichrist come and give this cure and all the nations rise up and, you know, just support this guy. Um, Obviously, I don't think it's obviously the COVID nineteen, but I think it kind of sh- it kind of set the stage for what could be. No, but it's, um, it's pestilence, right? I mean, that that's, sure, that's yeah, the idea, right. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that along with all of it. Right, right, exactly. And um, I think I also look back to it at just at just the difference between man and God. Um, I think we in our finite minds try to you know try to see and and take in this information and try to you know try to okay let me let me try to understand what god's doing and think if this is actually end times i think i think scripture is pretty clear that you know man's thoughts and god's thoughts are so far distant from each other and i think about just his you know just how patient he is and how long suffering is to eat to to even allow what happened you know you take a look at sodom and gomorrah nineveh the stuff that was going on in noah's days you know yes there are elements of that here but um though I think it get it, it could get more worse than it likely will. I also think there could be another like uh, reformation. I think there could be another great awakening. Um, and that, you know, again, this like Don, you were kind of talking about just the different ways that, that people are maybe seeking out Christ and the spirits moving. Uh, there could be another swell that way too. And maybe that's like the rising up. You got these two, you know, formidable powers, you know, God and Satan, you know, the world and, and Christians or whatever can rise up and, and come to that. But um I just think that God's ways are so much different than our ways. And, um, and so do I believe Jesus is going to return in my lifetime? I don't believe so. But again, that's just, that's just a guess based on, and I just base that uh, wholly on uh, just, just God's patience and, um, and, uh, and what he does. I think one of the verses that always sticks out to me, it might be that Matthew 24, you know, there's a number of, of, of martyrs that he's got. He said, you know, all these must give their lives and then the end will come. You know, there's all these things and you can say, yeah, there are people that have to give our lives. Maybe us, maybe we'll have to give our lives uh, to be, we'll be counted uh, some of those martyrs and, 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 and God willing, we'll, we'll be faithful in that. Um, but uh, certainly, certainly a very poignant time to be talking about eschatology and end times. And I look forward to uh, the next couple episodes where we kind of dive into uh, a couple more topics with that. So uh, definitely a good start uh, rousing for sure. Um, all right, that's a rep. Uh, that's a wrap on episode thirty-five on this, the sixth day of June, year of our Lord, twenty twenty-one, potentially the rapture year. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.